who is the loving father of all nations, tribes, and ethnicities, cannot be branded as racist for his dealings with his children. Often the reasons for his plan are not known or understandable to mortals. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, he said through the prophet Isaiah, neither are your ways my ways. Aloha. Welcome to LDS Real People Real Lives. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I am Stephanie Colvin and I will be your host. The topic this week is the spirit of truth. And I wanted to start off with a story that I had read recently about a woman who is in prison and met with a therapist often. The therapist shared the woman's story of her upbringing and of her mom specifically. The reason she shared this woman's story is because this woman taught her about compassion. How does someone in prison teach a therapist about compassion? That was my first question as I was reading that story at the beginning. This woman that is in prison told the therapist that upon learning of her mother's passing, that she wished nothing but happiness and mercy for her mom, that she loved her mother and always felt for her and her weakness that led to this woman being abused when she was young. You see, her mom sold her for money to buy drugs. Her mom had an insatiable appetite for hard drugs, and this woman remembered seeing her mom in the throes of withdrawals when she didn't have money to purchase drugs, and even though her mom would sell her for money to get more drugs, she was able to forgive her. She loves her, and yes, she forgave her. She had hoped her mom would have a better life as time went on and wished nothing but the best for her. The spirit of truth can help us overcome even the most traumatic situations in our life and find peace, even be able to love the offender. The spirit of truth helped this woman as a young girl understand her mom's weakness and not hold it against her. This horrible, horrible offense the mother made repeatedly against her daughter, her little girl. It is the spirit of truth that gave this girl comfort, wisdom beyond her years and confirmed to her heart the chains and shackles that her mother placed herself in. Would this little girl, now a grown woman in prison, wish that it had never happened to her? Of course, of course she would wish that never happened, that she could have had a different life. But would she have acquired the compassion that she has now if she was not put through these dire, traumatic, horrible experiences? Then the inevitable trickle-down effect. She moved and touched this therapist's heart so much with her compassion that the therapist gained a deeper, divine understanding of compassion and likened it to the compassion that Christ gives us all. It is through the very tough, the very horrible and unheard of situations that the greatest divinity can be imparted 
if we choose righteousness. The lesson stands on its own merits. However, I know this is very, very difficult. I too have had a hard time moving on from my abusers, but it is time and I know that the spirit of truth and my savior can heal me completely and consecrate my experiences for my good and for the good of others. I have already seen it happen. In Doctrine and Covenants section 93 verse 9 it says, The light and the redeemer of the world, the spirit of truth who came into the world because the world was made by him and in him was the life of men and the light of men. The scriptures tell us that the light of Christ, which proceedeth forth from the presence of God to fill the immensity of space, is the light which is in all things, which giveth life to all things, which is the law by which all things are governed, even the power of God. And then the life of men, Christ gave us all through his life and his death. So what is the spirit of truth? Let's dive into this a bit deeper. Marion G. Romney gave a message as the first counselor in the first presidency some years ago. The knowledge of the divine cannot be had on evidence alone, like when Christ was ministering to the people and performing these truly amazing miracles, not even in the evidence of seeing or hearing. Christ pointed to the truth that without the aid of a superior learning process, a process sensitive to the infinite world of reality above and beyond the world of sensory perception, the kingdom of God could not be discovered, seen, or entered. In John chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We must be baptized. We must have repented and be given the gift of the Holy Ghost by the laying on of hands through the priesthood authority to understand the knowledge and information that comes from the spirit of truth. When we have made this covenant with God in Christ and we live after the manner of obedience, it is the spirit of truth that helps us to know good from evil to our very core and nothing anyone says or does can change that knowledge because the spirit of truth teaches us with emphatic truth and evidence that is unseen. Our faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I know for me personally, with my experiences of abuse and just things that have happened to me, there are some days that are better than others where I can be very forgiving and just let it go and just love because I truly feel a sense of love towards uh, one person in particular. And I just, you know, I want to move on and I do believe that he too is entitled to mercy and compassion and God's grace. I don't want to rob him of that, 
by continuing to make this an issue and talking about it and and being kind of woe is me or why would you do that to me when you know that he's done this that is not the path that I feel I want to go I want to rise above and utilize the infinite atonement to be able to have a relationship with this person not necessarily here on earth but at least when we pass you know of course he has to do his part but that's my part is that I want to be able to reunite one day and I you know I have forgiven and I want to move on um I don't want him to be held to the cross because of what he did to me you know and I trust heavenly father and christ um to be the best of course the perfect judge as well as tender mercies that can be given to all of us it always reminds me of that quote and I'm going to say it and paraphrase it in my own words that there's nothing that we can do that can put us beyond the grace and mercy of our loving heavenly father and savior Jesus Christ um and that is also extended to the ones who have offended us the greatest another story that i would like to share is of a man from another country that is outside of the the united states of course and my hope is that the spirit of truth can talk to your mind and your heart and your soul and help you to learn from these stories that i share and the testimony and faith that i share so that you can figure out what you need to in your life to utilize the gospel of Jesus Christ and reconcile the very hard in your life the things that you're dealing with and to find happiness and joy or at least comfort and peace and contentment So this gentleman was raised a Christian in a very Christ-centered home. He went to church with his family every single Sunday. Um but about 8 years old, he recollects that he became very confused and he felt as if something was missing, something in his faith, his religion, his discipleship. He says he couldn't feel the spirit of God. I mean, imagine being so young and being able to quickly identify that he could not feel the spirit of god attending this church. I was so amazed at that statement. I mean, just, you know, again he was so young and yet identified that he couldn't feel the spirit of god in this church or other churches that he had attended throughout the years as he got older as he was searching and searching very like very much like Joseph Smith. Once he recognized the confusion and knew something was missing, like I said, he went searching and he tried other faiths, other churches. He was looking for that one church of Jesus Christ. The many churches that he did attend didn't help him to feel the spirit of God and that was very troublesome to him. He desired to feel the spirit of God with great fervency. He needed it and he wanted it and so he went searching for it. 
As the years passed, he found that he couldn't get what was missing for him, so he decided to move in with his older sister who lived outside the city where he was raised. And while living with her, he had become a Muslim, and he even proselyted the Muslim faith for about a year. But still in that faith, he couldn't feel the comfort he so desperately was seeking. And he goes on to say that he cried day and night, that he cried out to God for help with his whole heart. He was asking him to show him the right path, the right way. You see, he was very worried about his relationship with God and his standing with Heavenly Father. He just felt this inner hearkening and he just kept searching. Finally, one day, he moved to the capital city that a friend of his invited him to. And this friend also invited him to go to church at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He said he would never go to a Christian church again because he had found that there was no God. And he knew there wasn't one because he had spent his life searching for him and could not find him. And his friend, who cared very deeply for him, looked him in the eyes and said, I know there is a God, and Joseph Smith is a prophet of God. And he restored his gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, by this time, he was in his teen years. And when he was talking with his friend, he felt the boldness in his friend's statement. And his friend went on to testify of Joseph Smith and God and Jesus Christ and, of course, the restoration. And as his friend was testifying and sharing his faith, this young man felt the Spirit so strong while talking to his friend that he asked his friend to pick him up for church the following Sunday. So he went to church with him and heard the congregation singing a hymn. Everyone was so nice to him after chapel time, he felt as if he was being set up. He truly did. He did not think that there could be a church that could feel that good or people could be this kind and nice. He was so very shocked. He had many questions and he asked the missionaries about everything that he desired to know. Um, They used the Book of Mormon to answer his questions and to teach about the gospel. And then, of course, they invited him to pray about the Book of Mormon and the truth of it. So he went home and that night he prayed and it was the first time he had prayed in a very long, long time. While praying, he was overcome by a warm feeling and he knew instinctively that it was from God. He knew that was the direction that Heavenly Father wanted him to take. When he met with the missionaries later, he told them with great enthusiasm that he wanted to be baptized that he knew the Book of Mormon was true and wanted to belong to God's church on earth. He wanted this more than anything else in his life. And eventually, through the fellowship of the members and, of course, his own efforts of commitment to his faith, he was prepared to serve a mission and he was called to the Zimbabwe mission. He tells of his mission president and his wife, how they were so kind to him and really mentored him to be a great missionary. He gained a powerful testimony of the infinite atonement and was able to baptize someone who's very active in the church and still attending. He said that he couldn't wait to meet him again once the mission is complete. 
This young man knows from the Spirit of Truth that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the true Church of God and the only Church of God, that Christ sits at the head of the Church and He is devoted to the Gospel, unmoving. You see, the Spirit of Truth testified to his heart and his mind the unwavering truth of the gospel and because this young man embraced in faith the teachings the scriptures and all there is to offer the spirit of truth continued to teach him as he shared the gospel and taught the gospel it is often when we open our mouths and share our testimonies that the spirit of truth reaffirms what we have learned and we become even more deeply rooted in our faith and testimony. Let God prevail in your life. The Spirit of Truth gives and helps build our testimony in Christ and His Gospel. Elder Rasband said, Your testimony is your personal fortress, the security for your soul. End quote. The Spirit of Truth will always give us what anchors us to Christ. Therefore, happiness and joy in this life and the life to come. With everything that we've got going on here in the United States and the election that's coming up, I know that people have been uh, voting via ballot, mail-in ballot, for quite some time now. Um, There is someone that I follow on social media, and his name is Darren Southam. He is working on producing and bringing to a major movie studio uh, that movie that is about Moroni. I think it's called Reign of Judges, the title of Liberty. And I have followed him throughout his progress and what he is doing. Uh, They did come out with a short film of it. And um, it was just an awesome, awesome, quick, short film of his entire idea. And it's based on Moroni in the Book of Mormon. He was able to get a great cast together and just get some very talented people in the project. So we shall soon see that in the movie theaters, I hope. But he had come out with a video, um, I believe it was yesterday, October 28th, uh, 2020. And what he said in that video, it it was about eight minutes long on YouTube, um, really, really struck my heart and just touch my spirit and I know that we have you know we we read the book of Mormon about the Gadianton robbers and secret combinations we've got the Sadducees and the Pharisees and we read all of these things that have happened in the history of the earth and we definitely know that that is happening now and what we've got going on here in the country we're in a dire situation two totally different ideologies and beliefs and where this country should head what our future looks like so i wanted to share that with you again this is darren southam he is a husband a father a filmmaker an actor he's christian he is a latter-day saint and he feels god blessed to be an american god save the usa So he starts off saying, we live in a fallen world of deception, chaos, combinations, and confusion. But today I bring a message of hope, 
I speak from the heart, assuring you before God that the things I'm saying are true. There's a still small voice that speaks to you and me if we're still enough to hear it. It does not intrude. It does not interrupt. We must put down our devices, be still, and listen. This still small voice of which I speak is the voice of the Spirit of Truth. His function is to comfort, to bring peace, to protect, warn of deception, and above all, confirm truth. And this is what the Spirit of Truth speaks to me. Again, this is Darren Southen that I'm quoting. There is a God and there is a devil. Number two, you and I are God's sons and daughters, and as such, we are heirs to his divine kingdom and to everything that he has. Number three, mortal life is short. We are on this earth to be proved and tested, and the pressures of this test are intended to humble us and bring us to our knees. Number four, because the tests in this life are so dire, God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to atone for us, to satisfy the eternal demands of justice with his sinless life for all of our sins, our evils, and our wrongdoings. And because of this, God is merciful. Number five, as Christ was judged of this world and lifted upon the cross by mortal men, so shall we be lifted by the Father to stand before Jesus, to be judged of our works, whether they be good or evil. Number six, those of us who have repented of our evils and been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, repenting daily and seeking good all our lives in spite of all our failures, the Spirit of Truth whispers to me, Christ will hold them guiltless before the Father in the day of judgment. Number seven, America. America is a choice land with an eternal decree. Whatever nation shall possess it shall be free from bondage and captivity and from all other nations under heaven if her citizens will but serve the God of the land, who is Jesus Christ. Number eight, the spirit of truth is virtue, goodness, love, peace, comfort, bravery, strength, and confidence. It's sharper than a two-edged sword, stronger than raging waters, yet as gentle as a warm blanket. It is an eternal flame burning forever. Number nine, God's kingdom is not a place of deception and confusion. If we are to prepare to receive it, we must seek and lay hold upon all truth through the spirit of truth. Number 10, there is eternal truth and it does not bend to the whims of mankind. Number 11, God is free will. The devil is coercion. Anytime free will is stripped from an individual, either by their own evil actions or the evil actions of a government, they are oppressed in the bonds of tyranny. 
Government should restrain crime but never control conscience, should punish evil but never suppress the freedom of the soul. 12. There was a time only a few short months ago when a masked face implied an intent to commit a crime. God does not want us to live in a society where our faces and our identities are covered by shroud. 13. Fear comes from the devil and is an extremely effective device to control human beings. If heeded with enough credence, fear will drive us to the very thing being feared. Hatred, illness, anxiety, violence, insanity, or despair. 14. Angry people are easily deceived. 15. Pride and arrogance are the gateway devices that lead men and women to all evil. 16. It's the sad nature of all men and women that they will do anything for wealth, fame, and power. 17. It's far more often the case that what is popular is not what is right. Doing the right thing is almost never easy and it will almost never result in receiving the praise of the world. 18. Everything we have, whether we believe in Him or not, is given to us by God. 19. God has given us life, liberty, and agency over ourselves, but He has not given us agency over other human beings including the life of an unborn child. God's wrath is upon those who advocate and practice feticide and infanticide. (laughs) And 20, I'm so sorry. All flesh and all nations are in God's hands and he has given us an elect. He expects us through the study of honest journalism, our God-given intellect, and arming ourselves with the spirit of truth to support public servants who will, to the best of their ability, preserve, protect, and defend the nation in which we live. It does not please God to write in his name or anyone else's at the ballot box, whether running or not, who will not affect policy. Protest votes do not serve a nation. They serve oneself. And while the protest voter thinks they will sleep better, they will soon rudely awaken to their bed, being stripped from them by a socialist government, while there yet stood a pro-American candidate who opposed it. God expects us to choose someone who can affect policy of nations by upholding public servants who are demonstrably loyal to our nation and who have the greatest chance of actually winning. Again, that is Darren Southam. And I want to add my voice, my faith, and my testimony to everything that he said. He speaks truth. And we have to find our way through the secret combinations and the Sadducees of our day to stand up and stand out for the Lord and to keep the promised land, which is the United States of America, free with freedoms and liberty for all. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
Thank you so much for joining us this week. I hope that there was something in this week's episode, The Spirit of Truth, that can help you or has helped you, or at least has brought some ideas to mind and how you can work with the Spirit of Truth in your life. May God bless you and be with you this next week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay faithful. And remember to be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Until next week, much love. Aloha.